Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of HEL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that encourage you to create yours. And today I have with me Derry Llewellyn Davies. Hi, Derry. Hey, Kitty. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Welsh Wales today. Yes, that is Wales in the background there. So you can see the Welsh mountains nestled at the very back of that shot. Fabulous. Derry is the strategy man. He's a speaker, an entrepreneur, a best-selling author. He's run 20 of his own businesses and advised over 290 uh, and spoken to thousands of people. Uh, one of the things that I'm going to question you on even more, Derry, is one of the things you say that there is no coincidence in life anymore, but we will come back to that. He's an adventurer uh, of Marathon de Saab, an Ironman, and has done six world summits and has climbed Everest recently and we're going to talk more about that but Derry thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure, very very much a pleasure. So let's have some fun. Absolutely let's have some fun. So what we do here at Kitty Talks just to set the scene is we really want to share people like yourselves life stories because I believe we're all here for a reason and we're all here to make a difference on the planet and I know that you and I think along the same ways. Um, and I'd be really um, interested for you to tell our audience what it is you do in the world, just so they can get to understand you a little bit more. So, well, in, I do several things in the world. First of all, I'm a dad. That's the, my number one job in the world and will continue to be so. Um, secondly, I'm an adventurer. So adventure is a very big pull and a draw for me. That's my soul's calling in a big way. And I, that's something I think we'll talk about today, which is there's business and there's life. Uh, and I'm a big, big advocate of both. Uh, because business shouldn't come at the cost of life. Uh, but over in business world, then I, I do strategy. Um, that's my, my sub-brand, Strategy Man, but uh, Business Growth International is the companies I run. Um, and here we're really empowering, enabling, and inspiring the entrepreneur out there to build a right business. Um, and that's really important. It's always the right business, uh, not just build a business. Because um, I've built many, as you kind of alluded to in the in the summary there but a lot of them weren't the right businesses for me now i totally feel like i'm in the right business now but it took a long journey to get to that right business um and that's what we preach is live, live a life with no regrets build a business with no regrets um and that's what we, i help entrepreneurs to all over the world so true like i think probably a lot of people listening have maybe built the wrong business so uh, we only get one chance at this don't we so it's important 
Um, and you've helped me on this myself. I'm now hence building Kitty Talks because of your help and support to build a business that's in alignment with who you are and what you should be doing on the planet. Um, I would love to find out a bit more about your journey. Um, uh, you said build a life of no regrets. What do you mean by that? So I think we kind of, a lot of us just bumble through life and we don't really ask the profound questions that are needed along the way. I certainly did. <laughs> I very much uh, pissed my 20s away um, through booze and rugby and various other things and also career. And I think this is the thing, you know, the number of us are driven out there. A lot of people who will be watching this will be inspired individuals. So, uh, and it's really easy to do lots of stuff, choose lots of things and not actually build a life that we're proud of. Um, and so this no regrets thing came from a bit, it was an event um, 12 years ago where I sat on my father's hospital bed and looked him in the eye. Um, and my father just looked at me and said, Derry, I regret so much. Now that's my father. He was not an emotional man. He was certainly not, you know, he was very much the, came from a tiny little village in West Wales, right? This is a very Welsh mentality, for baby boots. And, you know, there I saw my dad go out and literally two days later, he died, um, and he died with regret. And there was so much stuff he wanted to do in life, so much stuff he wanted to try and didn't. And he wanted, he was an entrepreneur, he was a failed entrepreneur. That's a big reason what drives me today as well, by the way, is because I saw my father fail. And we've got to stop getting all this nonsense around, you know, so many people are like, oh yeah, I'm here to help entrepreneurs and, just, you know, grow and smash. It's, I'm way beyond that in that I'm here to help the businesses set the business up right business up because if you fail the failure is then on the individual that's failed and then that ripples through a community and a family you know i was a little boy behind a failed father um and, and my father never came back by the way i saw my father you know destroyed in front of my eyes and he never came back and regret and died many years later with lots of regrets around that so that's what i stand for it was that moment when i went there's no way i'm going out of this life like that um, I am going to live fully and I'm going to build the right businesses. And do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Because um, a lot of my, you know, I really stepped up entrepreneurial after that. Because to be frank, you know, I was really good in the corporate world. I came out of management consulting. I said, it's an easy option, but I would have regretted it if I hadn't given it a go. Um, and that's the thing. A lot of it's not about success. It's just having it a go. You know, a lot of the cases, we just need to have a go. Um, so regret's not the easy journey, Kitty. You know, I don't preach it. It's a journey. But I, I know that something is when I when I stand here and I'm looking the maker in the eye, I'm going out with no regret. Um, I still still keep going for it. Mm. <laughs> still life's not dull, um, but that's what life's supposed to be, and that's what business is supposed to be as well. Mm, definitely. So, would you say that was a kind of defining moment for you? What happened in your background with your dad? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I haven't realized the number of things that come through since, you know, I, there's little breadcrumbs through life, right? And I think these breadcrumbs are scattered there and we don't often join up the dots. Um, and it was, it would have been quite easy just to, you know, mourn my father and move on. Um, and, it, and it only really hit me about probably six months after that event when it all, because I've spent a lot of time in reflection and, and working out what to do next. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's what I call pivot points. There's pivot points in life and pivot points in business. Mm. Uh, and all the time by the way it's, that's not just that was one point in my life which you know, it was an epiphany and Derry you know sorted himself out now I I have pivots every year you know several times a year sometimes and I, and I think we all have got these pivot points happening it's whether or not we recognize them yeah and I would totally um I totally agree with you and that's one of the things that we wanted to show in Kitty Talks is actually 
um, by sharing people's life stories, we can see the synchronicities or we get people to actually see what's happening and those breadcrumbs and join those dots so that they can tune into their passion and purpose quicker. Um, so that happened, sorry, was that your 20s that, that happened with your father or what age was that? That was late 20s, just about my 30th birthday. 30th birthday and um you know you and I have known each other for a long time so I do know a lot about your background and your story and there's another um incident that happened in your background which I really would love you to be to share with the audience because I think you know it um was a real pivotal point for you um can you tell us a little bit more about uh when you had your burning bush incident oh I didn't know you can ask me that one <laughs> yeah okay so I don't talk about this very often, so this, I think it's probably going to be one of the first for an interview. Um, it's in my book, though. It's in one of my first books, as you know. So, uh, I, when, I, when my father passed, I, I kind of committed to a number of things. There's one, building the right businesses, the right businesses being the right word. And by the way, I still screwed a few up after that. <laughs> I was just on a journey. I was determined to find out what right was what meant. Um, but now that means you can advise other people. You know, that's the wonderful, you know... And I, that's what I mean. Out of, 20 of the, out of the 20 businesses, seven were catastrophic failures. Um, so that's why I can definitely advise yeah. on that point. Uh, but equally at that point, I realized I wanted to see the best this world has to offer and experience adventure at a high level. I was a rugby player before this. so um, And I, I got a, a life-changing injury in America in, in the World Championships. It was actually the NBA World Championships, which meant I really couldn't and shouldn't be a bigger. I needed something to build that void um, in my life. So adventure was one of them. Now that meant, for me, that was what became the Global Adventures Grand Slam, um, which was the high, climb the highest mountains on every continent, which is the seven summits, the two poles, Marathon de Saab, six marathons across the desert, six marathons across the jungle, and an Ironman. Don't ask me why I think those. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Was, that was for me was the global grand slam it was like, like that I, means i've experienced a lot of what life's to offer on every continent you know experience everything from the very heights to living a life of no regrets to heat to jungle to desert you know that's for me was right if i've done that then wow i've really experienced as well and so i just decided to crack on with that and every year i pick one off um so it's been a journey for the last 10 years that's for sure a lot of them have now been achieved um still a few reruns to do but then one of those was aconcagua so um you know aconcagua is the highest mountain in south america um, yeah. and it's a big one as well it's the highest mountain outside the himalaya 7000 meter peak and um and i found myself on that mountain it was interesting because it was a rerun. I had a brutal, um, a brutal summit attempt on Denali the year before, um, which went disastrously wrong. Uh, I nearly lost my life in it, and I nearly didn't. I nearly quit at that point. Uh, and I think that's profound for a lot of us. You know, is you sometimes when the shit hits the fan, you quit. And I was so close to going. This is nuts. This mountain thing. But I still had a calling towards it. So Aconcagua was my rerun. It was like my 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 step back into mountaineering to see if I really wanted to have a go at Everest or not. And um, and I found myself. We were about six thousand three hundred meters up on summit day. That's a big day. Uh, and now let's just rewind a second. There's a very important part around goal setting and um, summit around this, right? Because previous to this, I was always, I was quite driven and I still am driven, but I'm driven in a very different way. Um, and I'm pretty anti-goals, which a lot of people will find a bit strange watching this because a goal setting is, 
I will summit, you know, I'm going to climb Denali no matter what, which is what I was saying previously when I did the Marathon du Sar and, and the previous summits, which is, you know, I'm there to summit, I'm going to summit, I'm going to do everything I can to summit, I'm going to summit on these days and this date and this is how I'm going to do it, because we plan everything and that's it. Yeah. And uh, I got taught a big life lesson on Denali on that one. So when I climbed out from Cagua, that was not my goal. My goal was I will get to the summit if Mother Earth lets me get to the summit. I will enjoy the experience along the way and I'll have a profound experience along the way. Um, and in, and I said, now the thing is with mountains and deserts and something else is there's a huge dependency on Mother Earth, whether or not you're allowed up or not. Um, it's not in your hands. It's not in your control. There's a thing called weather. Um, and believe me, Mother Earth can be brutal when she wants to be, right? Yeah. And I deserved it, by the way, previously. I totally deserved it. Um, and in this case, in Aconcagua, again, Aconcagua shut us down. I got shut down about 300 meters from summit in a brutal storm. Um, but it didn't matter because the summit didn't matter. Um, if I was stood on the summit, it was wonderful. But what I did do, I literally ascended. I was coming across the crest um, before this, this is through the last pass up to the summit. And the wind was blowing, there was a gale blowing, it was just brutal. And um, and in that moment, I literally, I crested, and I was kind of, there was a few guys behind me, but I, there was nothing ahead of me. And, and I just looked up, and there was a burning bush. Now, <laughs> you're, you're in high altitude, right? Um, so you're like... I, I was going to say, was it the altitude? <laughs> you're having this moment of, of mental now. You know, it was one of those, it was a profound moment, but also very freaking moment. And I, I dropped to my knees, and I just literally... Um, kneeled there because I was exhausted. It was, a, it was a brutal day for us, and I just looked up and saw this. Um, and I can only describe two years later, or about, no, sorry, about three or four later, years later, I was on Everest. I had the same spiritual experience, um, but it was just profound. It was a beautiful moment, uh, and I cannot explain it. Um, what did you What did you feel in that moment? Like that's that, that to me is a huge. I've had some really interesting kind of con like where you have that oneness you know where with the universe it's oneness it's connection to felt totally connected with everything that is um, totally connected to the universe as a whole and it was just in that moment the bush uh, was just a metaphoric i think thing um i actually spoke to a number of our friends because you know kitty and i we both in the association of transformation leaders we've been in there for a while and we've got some beautiful friends in there uh, and a couple of our friends within that um organization described it as that the, the, there's a I think it's called, the, I don't know, I don't know a lot of this stuff, but I, I just go out and do crazy shit and it just happens to be right. And then the spiritual masters tell me there's a reason for it. <laughs> um, but there's apparently called the Kundalini effect or... Um, Almost like enlightenment. It's enlightenment around fire. So I had no idea. I just freaked. I wish you would told me that before I went on the mountain. It would have been helping when I was there. But it was, it was this oneness. Um, I think I'm a different kind of character. I think so, a number of our friends, and I know you have, Kitty, can get this kind of effect through, you know, meditation and profound spiritual experiences. It would be so much easier if I just sit in the room and go on. <laughs> But um, for me, I think because of my character, I needed to push myself, my mind, my body to the limits to break down to discover that. Um, and, uh, and that's where I found it. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So then I didn't get to the summit, but it didn't matter because yeah. I had that experience.
But isn't that an amazing metaphor in itself? Because, you know, we're achievers and so many of us that are achievers are so, like you said, goal-driven. We must get to the summit. We must get to the top. But actually the whole point is we're missing the journey. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Um, yeah. I see it on mountains. I, I, you know, I really enjoyed Aconcagua. It was just an incredible trip. Mm. Again, there's people that were with me. There's a few Americans with me. Um, and they were just literally just totally focused and they were really pissy when they didn't get the site. Um, and they were just con- constantly clock watching. Well, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Well, when, when it allows you up, that's when you'll do it. Um, it's not a, it's not a, you know, mountains and nature are not a, a scheduled event. Um, certainly in, in uh, the Himalaya, you know, you just, you'll go up with modern mother goddess lets you up. Um, and that's the same for business, right? Which is that we must get that goal. I have people that I advise, and you've been as part of my mastery there, Kitty. I'm very, I love my masters when you know, I work with smaller groups of people, um, and obviously the one-to-ones. And I get people, and it's like, they are so successful. They're leading such amazing lives, and they don't even see it. Because they're like, oh, but I said I was going to hit, you know, 2 million this year, and I didn't. I hit 1.8. Yeah. Woe is me. And I'm like, Christ, just wake up. Um, yes, we hit a stretch, we hit a drive, we just set it all up. Um, but um, we've got to enjoy this journey. If we're not enjoying every, if we're not enjoying the moments along the way, which most of us aren't, we're not dialed back into the moment. Then we really are building the wrong thing. And most of us sadly are. And I, I think that's you know what you and I separately in our different ways are trying to show people because obviously you're getting people to do the business that is in alignment with what they're here to do, you know, making sure they're building the right business. And through these interviews, we're showing people's life journeys and we're getting people to do what it is they're passionate about, therefore enjoying their life, but not just the end goal. You know, as we said, every day should be something that you're enjoying and that every day, you know, you get up and you are able to create a life that is truly in essence with who you want to be, basically. I'm going to be really careful with this passion thing, Kitty. That's a very interesting one, and I think it's it's one of the most it's one of the most important questions that's going to be posed, and yet it's one of the most dangerous ones. Mm. Um, I think so many people, uh, and you know, strategy on the page is my methodology. I begin with purpose, which is the big why, and passion is part of that, right? So I start everything with okay, what does it love to do in business? Um, over within my other methodology and life methodology, then it's like passions over there too. And this is the thing, I think people can get too hung up on, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm passionate about, you know, or it must it must be one thing, and I'm not sure what that one thing is for me. Um, and I don't think it is one thing. I love loads of stuff. Mm. I'm passionate about a whole blend of things in life. That's part of life. Life is a tapestry, right? It's the, and business is a tapestry too. So it's the, I think people are, one, um, a lot of people aren't tied into their passion, which is a massive problem. But two, I think they're looking in the wrong places for them. They expect it to be like this one thing and they're going to have this epiphany one day and everything's going to be sorted. But it's an exploration. Life's an exploration of discovering all these passions along the way and fusing them and blending them to, to live this richer tapestry, which is life. And what advice would you have to someone to, listening to, to this who is entrepreneurial? Maybe they're living that nine to five um kind of lifestyle that they don't want to be doing how would what advice would you give them how to break out of that well the first thing is to try what is it you don't love right now i think a lot of people try to go for the passion piece well sometimes you've got to go for the flip opposite of the passion piece which is what is it you're not liking right now let's just get let's get that sorted first because um and by the way we have to do a lot of stuff along the way to realize it is what we do love and what we don't love and some of the stuff that you think you're going to love right now you won't and that's part of the journey too um, like, I know there are so many people see me on the stages, right? Um, 
because I speak a lot of speaking with a massive passion mind, um, but only one passion. And they come, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to be a speaker. And I'm like, really? Why? Yeah. You know, it just looks great up there. I just want to stand on stage. Okay, 10,000 hours of work. You know, I spent 10,000 hours on stages in my speaking career, right? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. They don't want to put 10,000 hours in, right? But, but they want to stand on the stage. Uh, what are you going to speak about? Oh, I have no idea, but I just want to speak. Well, that's the wrong reasons for standing on the stage then. So a lot of people have this delusion or illusion of what they think they want to do. But actually, when you go under the why, it's, it's not deep enough. Um, and so I just say, find out what it is you, where you are now. Mm-hmm. And, just, and you literally go, this is what I don't like. This is what I want to change. This is what I think I want to do. This is what I think I love. And, and don't get too hung up about it. You think you want to do it. Try it. Um, and move in that general direction. Now, if you then build a business which you thought you wanted to build, and um, you just kind of go, oh, shit, didn't want to build that. Fine, reset, do and go again. Um, so often people, I'm like, resetting their businesses and building the next right business. Um, we've got, you're going to build lots of businesses in a lifetime. For the, certainly the Gen Y is watching this. You know, I reckon I've got another, I reckon I've got another 30 businesses left in me. I'm going to about 106, I reckon. So, um, so what's, you know, why would I be hung up about the current business I'm in right now? Um, and Gen Y is different, whereas the baby boomer generation is build a business. We build it up for life, and then we retire, right? That's a stupid model. Why on earth would I ever want to retire? I love what I do. So why would I want to retire? Um, and that meant, basically, that mentality was suck it up till you're 65, and then you can be comfortable. Um, and that's why I love Gen Y right now. Gen Y is, like, not having any of that. Right, right? so this, which we're in, um, you know, we kind of, some of us sadly fell into that camp. Some of us was trying to break it. But life's too short. Life with no regrets. I mean, you shouldn't be really waiting until you're 65 to enjoy it. So that means you've got to go explore and, and think of it as an exploration. That's why I love adventure as a metaphor. It's um, life is an exploration and we don't know what we're going to love to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things you alluded to, which I'd love you to tell us a bit more about in your bio, was that there's no coincidence. What did you mean by that? So that in the bio is actually a bit more related to business, but it's also life. So uh, because I've seen so many businesses, right, um, because I've had so many of my own, um, yeah. which was an accident, um, <laughs> and I've advised so many. I was like over 320 boards, I've advised one-to-one. And within the mastery setup, I've advised hundreds, um, for what we do with mastery, and I've spoken to thousands. And I just keep on seeing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Right, so there's no coincidence in business. It's the same stuff. Um, most of them are building the wrong businesses, and I know exactly why. We can free frame that. You've been through this methodology with me, Kitty. You I've experienced it myself. <laughs> saw it on yourself. You also saw it with your brand. It's just that, and that I don't know why I was given that gift. Um, well, it wasn't a gift. It was called two decades of hard work and getting it wrong. Right, um, but that's what I see now. So there's no coincidence, and there's no coincidence in life either. You know, this is. We look back on this on this um, breadcrumb trail, and a lot of people. Uh, this year is going to be a really big year for this international, and a lot of people will see us coming, going international, doing a lot of big things, and they'll go, "Oh, wow! You know, Derry, just amazing. You've done so well." It's like, yeah, that's two decades. That's two decades of work. That's why that. That's why we're successful in 2017. So what? So what? Sorry, I mean, what pattern do you see then? So you're, you're seeing there's no coincidence. What is it you're seeing in all these people that are going through the same experiences? What is the pattern that is kind of coming through for you? 
So the, the pattern, the primary pattern I'm seeing in those two is one at purpose level, one at strategic level, all right? So in businesses and entrepreneurs, the first one is purpose. I always go with purpose first, which is why do we exist as a business and the five elements of why. Now, the patterns all over that are um, profound, right? So just give you the quick five. So it's, you know, it's you must have passion in what you do, service and value in what you do, market opportunity, financial purpose, and lifestyle. And actually, when most people start the business, their first business, which this is why it's like your first business is not your last business, they're usually going to break the mold. So most of those people you're saying, they're going, what do you advise, Derry, people who are in their nine to fives who want to break out, whatever else? Well, most of them will see a market opportunity to make money. Because right. that's a freedom business. Yeah, it's like a transitional business. Well, it's a transition business. And then a lot of people just think that's the business, right? So they come out because they want to break out. And I get it. If, you, if I look back, my first, like, I think my first eight businesses, transition businesses, because I was looking for the money, right? Because you know, if I'm not going to have a job and I'm going to have a business, then that business has to make money. Um, if you're smart, um, so that's help. <laughs> opportunity. So it's an opportunity. Um, like I know you, your background, your amazing recruitment, right? So your recruitment, it was natural. You go right. I want to do a recruitment business now. Now you can do it in a different way, which is what I'm loving with what you're doing now. So yes, because just to scrap, you know, a decade, two decades worth of experience, just to start something fun, is bonkers, right? We've got to capitalize upon our skill set and then just adjust them in a different way. So, so and I get it, but then that's where most people leave it, right? Because then they start building this business and there's a market opportunity to make money and they start making money. There's a market opportunity to make money. So they start making money. And what we forgot is what's the passion behind this business and what's the service and value. And that's the first trap. A lot of people then get trapped at that point is that they get bored, they get frustrated, they feel like they're not building the right business, they feel, they feel something's wrong, they feel like something's off. If they then some of the, the more successful ones just keep hitting bigger goals and they wonder why that never fulfills them. And there's this emptiness, there's a void, there's something missing. So that's the that's the first big trend. Now the other trend actually, a lot of people be watching your talks, uh, Kitty, will be coming from more of a um the transformational world, right? People who are wanting to make a difference, people in the personal development world, professional development world, that kind of world, right? Speakers, coaches, trainers. Um, now, there's a different message to those because where they come in is at the other end of the spectrum. So they'll have a passion for doing something and landing something into the world. Yeah. They'll want to bring massive service in doing so. And there's a market to do so, by the way. But then the two bits they're missing is you've got to make money doing this. And if you don't understand that, then there's no business model behind it. You end up building a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Then you get trapped. And then the, then the money's not revolving. And it also links back up to when I said service, service and value. That's the trick word, by the way. Because a lot of people in this industry can actually say, I love doing this, and this is the service I'm bringing, and use the market opportunity. Okay, well, what's the value we're bringing? What's the true value? Because if you can't articulate the value, you can't sell it. Yeah. If you can't sell it, you won't make money. And then lots of people come in with massive hearts, by the way, which this is where it's horrible to see this all the time. Massive hearts to do good. And then... They don't get the money bit right. And then so many of those people go, oh, it's not about money. Uh, oh, but it is, right? <laughs> about the money in its isolation. Because you don't have any, you don't have a business. And then they end up losing the very passion they came in for because they again end up in struggle and strife. And then the cycle begins that way around. Um, so those are the two massive patterns I see. 
Um, and there's there's lots of sub patterns within purpose, by the way. Oh, the, let's just the, the other people kind of the number of people watching the show, which are really successful, right? Um, these are the super succeeders like you, Kitty. Um, so uh, these are the ones, right, where you're totally passionate, you love what you do, the service and value to the world, awesome. There's a massive market opportunity and just smashing it with cash, right? Now that's that's an amazing. Now that's the guy and the girls and guys that I work with one on one. There's a who I select as my clients in my mastery, right? They, they've got those four down. You're not really coming into my mastery unless you've got those four down, right? You saw the room. You know, there's amazing people in the room. Now, once you've got those four down, the problem's coming is lifestyle. It's the fifth one. Because if you really love what you're doing and you're passionate and you're managing service and making money, then you will, what's happening is those entrepreneurs are destroying the relationships, not spending the time they should be doing on themselves, and destroying their health along the way because they're so busy. And then that's the one day I get this fixed mentality. Um, and that's not true. We, you know, and that's when we're building the wrong business, even when you got the fourth, first four right. Now, that's what happened in my mid-30s. I thought I had this down, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm smashing it, got all the property businesses and got other businesses I'm advising and I'm not exec and I'm rocking. Um, and yet, um, in my health, you know, and I was smashing it health-wise in fitness, but really was looking at my anti-aging process wasn't very good. If you think about what I'm doing from an extreme sport point of view, I was actually breaking my body down in, in the wrong way. So, and this is the alpha mentality, right? If you kind of, if you if you're an A-type personality alpha, then you can actually destroy yourself by the very nature of who you are. So I, I've had to learn a lot of stuff around meditation techniques, um, calming my my diet and my nutrition is just uh, bulletproof. Literally, I, I do a lot of Dave Asprey's work. Uh, but I've had, I've had to look at this in an entirely different way. Uh, as my relationships and the time with my children are precious, all of that needs to be factored in. Because if you don't get that right, yeah. all above doesn't matter because this comes back to regret. Otherwise, I would regret it. Mm. So now, you know, you help and advise uh, entrepreneurs to build businesses that they're not only passionate about, that they're in alignment with what? they're supposed to be doing, but also freedom-based businesses so that they can spend that time with their family um, and, like you said, not sacrifice the needs of their loved ones. 100%. And if those who are sitting there listening to this going, oh, my God, Derry, that's just impossible. It's back to strategy. Now, if we're not building that kind of business, we are really building the wrong business. You know, because what is the point? And a lot of people think they're going to sprinkle some magic fairy dust along the way and everything's going to be okay. It's not unless you get your strategy right. Um, and the primary strategies that are missing, so you said what's those coincidences? There's a massive, there's a massive coincidence right on purpose, right? The breadcrumbs are there and yet no one's telling you in that way, right? That's my bit of my passion lies around landing that, that message to the audience. <laughs> But then the second one comes over from strategy because in business, then most people are, you know, you understand you need sales and marketing, right? Otherwise, you don't have a business. You need operations to run it. But I keep on banging on all the time on the stages. And I keep, I've been landing this message for like eight years now. Cash and talent. Cash and talent. Those are the two primary strategies that will free you. Because if you don't get those right, you will never be free. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact, right? And this is, you know, we've done great work on you on this one, Kitty. And it's not like, oh, we must build massive teams around you. No, no, no. It's very subtle. Certainly in the early days, just getting your PA support is game changing. Getting in the bookkeeping support, game changing, getting operations fixed. And this, in this world, it's virtual. This is a beautiful thing. Our teams can be virtual and they can be doing a day a week or a half a day a week or three days a week. 
You know, this when I was building businesses two decades ago, that wasn't possible. You know, it was full-time employees or nothing at all, um, which was a lot harder to build business. Today, not. It's all about talent um, and getting the right people in the right roles quickly um, to free yourself. Otherwise, you'll never be free. And I think that's what's so wonderful now, isn't it, about the new paradigm businesses that, you know, I know that is our community, because as you exactly alluded to, you know, you can build businesses that aren't dependent on yourself, they're internet based businesses, and you can have virtual teams that are anywhere in the world that are basically plugging into your infrastructure, enabling us to work from home or be anywhere in the world whilst our businesses are continuing. Absolutely. And see, that's now a number of people starting to get that. However, there's a big however coming, right? Which mm. is the leadership and management to be able to run that still needs to be articulated and done properly. Again, a lot of people just like to hire people virtually and everything be sort of not true, right? You've got to be a leader. You now, you now have to lead virtually. Um, you now have to manage virtually. And I think that's where a lot of people go down this route and make the errors is they end up um, I've seen a lot of um, issues around hiring remotely in like uh, the Philippines and stuff like that, right? Now it can work, provided it's managed, and then who's managing it? <laughs> so it comes back to a lot of the times the entrepreneurs and just end up having this team of 20 people, Jack, who's managing them? You. You've just broken the model again, right? Even in old school um, organizational structure, you shouldn't have any, anything more than about there's always a rule between about six to ten direct reports starting to, you know, you start to break about eight. And then what people do is virtual teams of 20, and you're like, well, you just broke who's managing them. And the trick is to get a manager in place. Um, so it's fairly subtle along the way. Now, I'm generalizing massively here, clearly, but I see it over and over and over again. Primary hires free you. It's typically a PA, it's in the finance function, and it's operational management. If you can get those three in place quickly, um, those are the first freeing parts. And then you start just building the organizational structure from that. Remember management. If you are in management, then you will never be free. So it's about getting yourself above and beyond the management positions. No, yeah, very good advice because effectively then that person is the interlink, isn't it, between what's the operational aspects of the business and it enables you uh, to stay, hopefully, in your passion and in your flow, um, and coordinating, absolutely. And it's subtle. It's very subtle play, and a lot of people think it's like um, some, some groundbreaking thing. It's not. It's very obvious in hindsight when you see this. It's a big part of what we do with the talent tree, which is just getting strategy right first, but then getting the right people in place to implement that strategy. Mm. And um, tell us a bit about the entrepreneurial community that you are, I would say, heading up definitely in London. Um, for people listening and you are based in the UK, um, then and you're in the entrepreneurial new paradigm space, and it's definitely worth checking out what Derry's doing. Um, just to tell us a little bit about the, the army of people that you're building. Oh, the army. Um, it's actually going a lot more international now, which is very exciting. So um it's about what I stand for in the entrepreneurial space. So, and also about if we're truly, and this is a lot of people watching this, right? Like you, Kitty, right? If we're here to make a difference, right? Truly, if we're here to truly make a difference, then we're going to have to disrupt the space around us. And we also sometimes have to stand for something. Um, and that might piss a few people off along the way. Um, and I'm kind of up for that because I know what I stand for, right? So in the, this space, in the business space, I stand for inspiring, empowering, enabling the entrepreneur. 
So you've started to see what I've done, you know, regards purpose and strategy, and you know, there's basic stuff, right? I've just done a whole cut a whole blog series around back to basics, which is this basic stuff. If we get it right, we can truly free the entrepreneurs. So you just need the right advisory around. Now we've created a the business growth model that enables everything, right? So we have a full digital infrastructure. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can help you and serve you in a very effective way, right? That's that's part of the, the academy. I've also got the live events. I really believe in live events, getting mass connection, getting entrepreneurs in the room together. Because when you watch the digital, you can still be sitting at home going, it's just me, it's just my problems. And you, know, might, you might not listen to me, but when I'm in a room with you and you've been in some of those rooms, you think you've just got an issue. You look around the room and everyone's got the same issue as you. And that's really important as an entrepreneur to understand. And it's not just, I'm not sitting here going clap hands and hype of, oh, you're the good thing. Right? And I start the whole day off with how you feel it. And most people in the room are frustrated or scared, or you know, they've, but they've got um, shit scared of cash flow or worry. But there's a lot of negative things going on which no one talks about. And it's like the only way I'm going to shift that feeling is if we get the strategy right and get your confidence back, right? Um, but the final piece that we believe in is is the one-to-one mentoring, and um, I'm a massive fan of mentoring. It's a big part of you know, I've I'm a product of this. Uh, I constantly have mentors. I have mentors now. I will always will, by the way. And literally, the problem is in this space is the whole space has been kind of tarnished with coaches. Now, this is, now bear with me, strap in for this one because this is about to be uncomfortable for a few people out there. I stand in the business space, all right? Where now there's an, there is a space and a need for coaching. I love coaching. I'm a very, very big fan of coaching. And it's kind of more called executive coaching, right? When we're coaching executives in the mid space. However, Coaching on its own is not the answer for small businesses. It just isn't. Um, you know, coaching is a question technique, which is great, and it's one that's needed. However, if you don't know, you don't know. And the business owner, by the way, doesn't actually know most of the time. So how the hell do you know? How can you ask someone questions and get them to know what they don't know? So this is where you need, beyond coaching, you need consulting. You need to be bringing expertise to the table. By the way, and that's a blended expertise. Sales, marketing, operations, cash, talent. It's... I can't be all those things. That's why I have an army around me to bring in expertise across all areas of business. And the most important thing is um, mentoring, right? In order to advise a small business, you should have run a small business. If you haven't run a small business, you have no idea how hard that is. <laughs> it is. Um, and if you're sitting there, you know, asking questions to an MD who's shit scared out of his face because he doesn't know he's going to make the bills next week, you have no idea what that feels like unless you run a business. So I stand for CCM, coach, consultant, mentor in the small business space. Um, and now in the mid-business space, it gets a bit different, right? You can be a pure coach up there and be a pure consultant because they've got the budget to be able to handle it. But down in the smaller business space, and I say small, that's about £70,000 euro up to about 1.2 million. That's the small space, which is the majority of businesses. Um, and that's uh, what I believe in that space. Now, because I got full, you know, I'm very blessed. I, I get to work, um, you know, my... <laughs> My my own um, so I say my purpose within the one one space is that I'm mentor to mentors now. That's what I do. So I mentor the mentors. So the reason I do that is because I can have much bigger impact. Um, so the people I've mentored along the way have got massive reach. So if I can help them and enable them, they can actually enable a load more people. You know, I don't really talk about my clients, but you know a lot of them, Kitty, and they're amazing. I'm very 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 proud of my clients, uh, which means I can't. I'm full, right? I've been full for like five years. So I, I bring on a client every now and again and we do an exit, but that means I can't serve one-to-one. 
So if I can't serve one-to-one and I'm standing on the stage here and I don't trust the full the, the coaching community out there to be able to handle it, I needed to build an army um, to be able to handle this space. So I did. <laughs> That's why we've been busy for 18 months. We've got 80 accredited partners in Europe now. Um, we're expanding now internationally um, with our certification model, which is a totally online certification model for strategy on a page, uh, and we will continue to build this. And this is more of a, this is a community to enable the small business community. Uh, it's, a, it's a community of CCMs and also specialists, the specialists in the community too. And, um, uh, but in order for us, if we're going to really impact, um, and I look at everyone that's watching this who really wants to build an impact, mm-hmm. sometimes you do the hard thing. And that was a hard thing for me, by the way. Um, which was doing it building business. Uh, by the way, I didn't want to build that business, so we're really clear. Um, but that's why I got someone else in to build that business. Um, and uh, he built that business. I show up, do what I do best, uh, but he built the community. Because um, sometimes we, the right thing to do is to build this business to serve your space, but it's not your passion. Well, great, well, don't build it then, but it's somebody else whose passion it is. Absolutely. Um, and for those of you who are interested in finding out more about Derry's work, uh, obviously the community that he has already built in alignment with one of his partners, and then we'll have all the details on the show notes. And I encourage you to check out uh, Strategy on a Page. It's an amazing open source methodology that is obviously open source. It's available for everybody and it's a, a fantastic way of simplifying and having your whole strategy on one page in front of you. We've got a new digital thing coming out, which is VIP, um, and we'll get, get um, as a gift to all of your people. It's just, it's a digital um, product, so it's digital videos, and there's digital community in there, where we put in loads of videos it's for our VIP community internally, your, so your clients are our clients and our VIPs, so we'll get, a, get, we'll get a guest pass into the VIP community for everyone watching. Amazing. So that will also be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, Derry. I think um, you are the epitome of somebody who is living in their passion and in their purpose uh, and somebody who's also having a massive impact on the planet. So hence why we wanted you to come and uh, and Pity Talks today. So thank you. Bless you. It's a pleasure. And that's it from us today. Tune in. We will have somebody else sharing their wisdom and their path next week on Kitty Talks. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website. Become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.